Welcome to Animals to the Max. I'm your host, Corbin Maxey. This show is about animals and the people who dedicate their lives to them. And welcome everybody back to another episode of Animals to the Max. I am your host, Corbin Maxey. As always, wherever you are, all around the world, thank you so much for listening. Okay, so I did something I don't do too often. I do this maybe, I would say maybe like twice a month, like honestly twice a month. I take a look at the podcast analytics. The reason why I don't look daily is because I feel like if you look at ratings and the number of downloads and like countries, you'll just go insane. So I try to limit myself, try to keep myself sane, but I will tell you what, I looked at the analytics recently and I want to share with you I am just so just excited because there really are people all around the world that listen to the show so I wanted to give you the top 10 countries of listeners so USA of course the United States is the number one country which makes sense I'm from Idaho I do a lot of work in the US on TV so that would make sense it is number one the next top country is actually Australia which is pretty cool, followed by Canada, the UK. This one shocked me, Sweden. What's up, Sweden? And then we have South Africa, uh, New Zealand, India, Singapore, and then here are some other countries that I had no idea that we had listeners in, so I'm just trying to click on this really quick. Oh, it says, see, let's see the top here. Let's see, uh, Singapore, the Netherlands, Ireland, France, Italy, Rwanda, which is super cool. I'm assuming that's because we did the Mountain Gorilla episode, which pertains to today, so I'll get to that in a second, but Belgium, Slovakia, Germany, Mexico, Serbia, Japan, Vietnam, Denmark, Brazil, Thailand, Jordan, Russia, Austria, Paraguay, Iceland, Taiwan, Bolivia, Korea, what's up Korea, Bulgaria, Zambia, Malta, Hong Kong, the Bahamas, the list goes on, it is crazy, so thank you, seriously, every single one of you for taking the time to listen to the show, it still blows my mind, just when I first started this podcast, it was just kind of, you know, and I started about a year and a half ago, I was like, well, I'm just gonna do this podcast. And I, you know, hope people listen and you are so thank you. Okay, so to kind of get into today's episode and a little background, I just kind of want to share my story because it does pertain to the guest. I got my start working with animals, I would say like my first rescue, you know, professionally, oh, let's see 17 years ago. I was 12 years old when I rescued my first python. It was a ball python. His name is Reggie, which I still have today. By the way, I've said this numerous times. He has to be the world's oldest ball python because, you know, they'll live into their 20s, you know, maybe 30s. But this guy was old when I got him and he is still kicking. So I guess Slytherin, he doesn't really kick. So anyway, long story short, I got my start at a very young age. I started, you know, educating people at 12 and all this type of stuff. So age was never a factor. I never thought, oh man, you know, I have to be a certain age before I can kind of pursue my dreams. And the reason why I say this is because on today's show, we have the youngest podcast guest in our history ever. Her name is Addie and she is 11 years old. She's from Maryland. And since she was seven, that is right, you guys, wrap your mind around this, seven years old, she saw, I believe, a documentary about mountain gorillas, and she was obsessed with them ever since, and obsessed with basically trying to spread awareness and trying to help save the mountain gorilla. She started a lemonade stand, and now she has started these galas. It is just so cool, and it's so cool to talk to her, and this was her first podcast interview, and she did great. I just, like I said, it is so cool what 
she has done, you know, kind of raising awareness. She just got back from Zoo Atlanta, which uh, some of the headquarters of the Diane Fossey Gorilla Fund are there. So she met with the chief scientist who I actually had on the podcast a few episodes back. So she has great stories and I really hope you enjoy this. And, you know, for all my young listeners or even older listeners, it is never too late to just start something. Today could be the day where you really can make a difference in the world. And I'm not kidding you. I could be talking to the next Diane Fossey, someone who changed the world and someone who's raising awareness. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy my interview with Addie and her organization called Gorilla Heroes. Addie, I'm so excited that you're on the show today. First of all, did you know that you're the youngest person to ever be on Animals to the Max? I did not know that. How old are you? I'm 11 years old. You're 11 years old and apparently you are obsessed with mountain gorillas? Yes, I am. So uh, can you take me back to your childhood, which was only like a few years ago for me? (laughs) Um, Well, I was seven years old and I was in first grade and I was reading a book about how mountain girls were endangered. And um, so I remember I came home and I was angry about it. I was like, I can't believe that they're being killed just because like just because of their skin and their meat. And um, I told my mom, and my mom was like, well, we can do everything we can. I mean, we can donate to some organizations, but she didn't really know how passionate I was about it. And then I made this poster, and she took a picture of it, and she put it on Facebook. And all her friends were like, oh, my gosh, Addie, I can't believe that you're that you're doing this. This is so cool. And um, they, some people were donating, and that really was just how it took off. And then I started doing lemonade stands and bake sales to just raise as much money as I could. So you were seven years old? I was. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, can you tell the listeners now, because a lot of people don't realize that mountain gorillas are in trouble. I mean, a lot of people know they are endangered, but a lot of people don't know there there aren't many left. How many more mountain, I mean, how many mountain gorillas do we have left in the wild? Well, I just did a census recently, and... They recorded just over a thousand gorillas, mountain gorillas in the wild, um, which was really great because um, recent, like because not like when I was when I started, there were only about seven to eight hundred. So their their population grew over a few years, um, and it was it's really nice to know that their that their population is increasing. Yeah, I mean, because they were down to just a few hundred, right, when Diane Fossey was starting to study them? Yeah. If she never did anything about it, they would have gone extinct. Mm -hmm. Now, for our listeners, um, Addie, are these the gorillas that that you see at the zoo, or are these a different type? Um, You don't see mountain gorillas in zoos. In in zoos, you you see western lowland gorillas, which are different than mountain gorillas. Yeah. I mean, are they are are they threatened as well? Um, yes, but mountain gorillas are what like have a lower population than Western lowland. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all gorillas are really in trouble, right? Yeah, definitely. So four years ago, you start raising awareness. I can't even believe you were seven, and so, <laughs> and and you started a a lemonade stand. How much money did you make? <laughs> um, well, I don't remember exactly, but being um, a seven-year-old doing a lemonade stand, you can't raise hundreds of dollars. But I do remember over, like, after doing a few, I raised probably, I don't know, 70 bucks. But um, we donated everything that we 
that we um that we got from the lemonade stands and bake sales. Addy, you made seventy dollars. I did a lemonade stand <laughs> one time when I was eleven years old, and I made 50, I made fifteen cents. <laughs> I sat out there all day, and I made fifteen cents. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> well, I it wasn't just one lemonade stand. I mean, there were like probably ten, but um, we just we tried getting as much as we can, and it. And it paid off and uh, just kept inspiring new ideas. Mm-hmm. And tell me, okay, so your mom emailed me, your mom, Sarah, she was super nice and yes. told me about <laughs> you. So after the after the lemonade stand, you tried doing a, a pie contest, is that correct? Yes. Um, so I, I was kind of inspired by the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge, and I wanted to do something sort of like that. Um, and, I, and I remember I just... I thought it was a great idea that it would spread everywhere and that everyone would do it, but it ended up just not just like between a few friends and it didn't really go as I planned. So I, um, I, I stuck with the idea and every time that someone donated, I would get pied. So, um, it wasn't the challenge that I had originally came up with, but it did like spark another idea. Wow. So you would get pied every time someone would give you a donation. Um, every time someone donated to the Diane Fossey Gorilla Fund or any other um, gorilla fundraising organization, I would get pied in the face. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now, I have a question. Did you get to choose the type of pie? Well, it was not really pie, more just a plate of whipped cream. <laughs> oh, at least it was whipped cream. You know, I was on a TV yeah. show where they, where they had kids and it was like a contest and people were getting pied. You know what they used? Shaving cream? Shaving cream. Isn't that disgusting? And it was getting in their mouths and everything. And I was like, why can't we do whipped cream? And I don't know. <laughs> I, the producers thought shaving cream was better. Well, that's funny because after a few times getting pied with whipped cream, the the smell the, of sour milk stayed with you. So we actually oh. switched to whipped cream. Oh. <laughs> no, shaving cream. We went to shaving cream oh. after the whipped cream. Maybe that's why. Okay. Yeah, it smells better. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Okay. So, so okay, so you are getting pied in the face. Yes. Correct. <laughs> and then you start doing something your mom told me about, a gorilla gala, correct? Yes, the gorilla gala. Okay, so tell me about the gorilla gala. So, the gorilla gala is um, a fundraiser that we do. Um, we're, we're, ho- we're hosting another one this summer. It will be our second, um, hopefully annual, Gorilla Gala. And we raised a bit over $900. Mm-hmm. With, and um, we played, we did crafts, we did games, we did, we did face painting, we had concessions, we did raffles, we did a silent auction. Um, we just did, we brainstormed so much for... Um, I just remember like every time we came up with an idea, we would all just like talk about it. And we just, um, we just kept finding new ideas. Like we, we just looked on like Pinterest and stuff for, um, fun, like crafts and games. Like we made paper plate gorillas. So you would paint a paper plate to look like a gorilla. And we made a bunch of, um, little gorilla gummies Mm -hmm. to sell as a concession. And then we got a bunch of sponsors to, um, donate like pro like um we got there we got um gorilla glue they donated a bunch of um they donated like a big box of a bunch of gorilla glue products to 
to raffle off. And then we got a, um, from the Cincinnati Zoo, we got a painting done by a gorilla at at their zoo. Um, He had painted it and we, and that was a silent auction and that got us a hundred dollars and we got, and there were um, gorilla socks. They donated um, a a few pairs, a few pairs of socks and that was raffled off. And we just kept getting more and more support. And we just, um, we loved every, everyone who supported us. It was just so nice of everyone. And we were just so happy that we were getting anyone to support us. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And this, the next one is coming up on June 22nd, correct? Yes, I think so. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's the date. Okay. And then where is it located? Where do you live? Um, I guess I should ask that. (laughs) Well, um, I live in Maryland. Oh, nice. Um, Okay. Yeah. Um, our friends, they own a horse farm, so they have so much property and they, last year they let us use one of their horse rinks. So there was like a big barn. We, it was supposed to be outside, but it ended up raining, so we had to do it inside. And it was, it was kind of like it was a big giant barn, and it had open sides on. It had open like doors on both sides, and that's where we held it last year. But ho- we're hoping to do it outside this year, hoping hoping that the weather's nice. Nice, that's great. Okay, so you did something I'm really jealous of. You ready? You just <laughs> got back from the trip from Zoo Atlanta, correct? Yes. Yes, I did. And you went, wait, did you go behind the scenes with the gorillas? No, I didn't go in the gorilla enclosures, but I did get to um, walk around the primate enclosure, like have a better view of the primates with the um, head zookeeper of the primates. Wow. But but you were actually to go behind the scenes and see their dens? Yes. Oh my gosh. That is so cool. So you, you got to see gorillas up close? Yeah, um, closer than I have ever done before at a zoo, and it was really, really cool. I got to see all the different exhibits. I got to see the orangutans and the gorillas. Um, I I learned all the names of the gorillas and the orangutans, which is really cool. Oh, share them. Do, do you remember them? Um, I do remember one was named Charlie. Okay. Um, that was a silverback. One was named Stadi, which was another silverback, um, and... There was another one that was a silverback. I can't remember the name, but I do remember um, there was the the oldest male gorilla who lives at the um, Zoo Atlanta, and its name was Oz. Oz. Uh, or Ozzy. Some, and I know it was like, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Oz. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your first, okay, Addy, I've never been behind the scenes with gorillas, but <laughs> I hear that they have an odor to them. Is this true? Um, sort of. I didn't really pay attention to that. I was just so amazed that I got to um, have that experience, but they sort of do. Um, I wasn't too, too close to them, but there's always some type of odor at a zoo. <laughs> yeah, I hear it's like the smell of like a locker room and onions. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know exactly how I would describe it, but I definitely know that there was some sort of odor. <laughs> and you were there because you also met with the chief scientist of the Diane Fossey Gorilla Fund, huh? Yes, I met with Tara Stuency. She was she's the CEO of the Diane Fossey Gorilla Fund. Yep. Did you listen to the podcast interview I did with Tara? 
I did. I did. When we were actually, actually, I listened to it when we were driving down to Atlanta. Oh, wow. Good, good, good. I'm happy your mom yeah. didn't fall asleep at the wheel. Um, that's, <laughs> <laughs> so how was that meeting Tara? Was that just like, is she one of your I, idols? Um, well, it was so amazing to meet her. She, I just couldn't believe that I was actually meeting someone that worked for the Diane Fossey Gorilla Fund. Um, she had, we, when we went out to lunch with her, um, she just told us all these cool experiences that she had been on. Like she goes to Rwanda every summer and um, she spends time there every summer. And she just had all these, all this great advice and all, and all of these experiences that she told me about. And it just got me so excited to maybe one day do the same thing. Yeah. I was going to say, you probably want to tag along someday, huh? <laughs> to see the mountain gorillas in Rwanda. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. But I have to be, 15 to do that oh really yeah oh i yeah. didn't know that so 15 age limit i can't even believe you're 11 years old i feel like i'm talking to like a 16 year old right now so <laughs> are you gonna save up then because i mean as as you know of course and i'm sure some of the listeners who listen to the interview know it, it is a little expensive to go see them yeah it is um some of the people we met they had gone a few times and it just and they said how much it costs and um my I I was like, could we just go? Could we just do it? And my parents were like, um, yeah, we're gonna need to save up a little bit for that. Yeah. And um, but I hope that one day I can do it. I bet you will. I tell you what, I bet <laughs> you will. Well, let's talk about the mountain gorilla really quick. Can you tell me some fun facts about the mountain gorilla for my listeners? Well, this isn't particular to the mountain gorilla, but all oh, gorillas gorilla. they're. Yeah. Their nose print is, um, it, it's like no, like their nose print is like our fingerprint. No, no gorilla has the same nose print. And, um, also they, um, so gorillas, they, they, their groups are called troops mm -hmm. and the silverback is usually, um, the father of, um, one of the families and, uh, the silverback, all males become silverbacks, and um, and only males are silverbacks. So a mm -hmm. woman can't be a silverback. Mm -hmm. And um, another fact is that gorillas are vegetarian, mm -hmm. so they don't they base well they do. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure they eat bugs, uh -huh. but um, but mountain gorillas um, they don't really eat fruit. That's not their main um, food source. They mostly eat bamboo. And um, the Diane Fossey Gorilla Fund, they're actually doing a, a bamboo campaign. So they're trying to um, they're trying to grow more bamboo or like it's a raising awareness because bamboo is a main food source for gorillas mm -hmm. and mountain gorillas in particular. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So oh, this is great. So tell us, do you have any like last thoughts? I mean, regarding because you started an organization called Gorilla Heroes, correct? You want to talk about that? Yes. Yeah, well, talk about that. when um af a little while like after the lemonade stands and already raising money, I wanted to b build a website to um to inform people about what I was doing and how to help gorillas. And um we were thinking about a name, and we were like we were just brainstorming all these names until I think um I came up with Gorilla Heroes, and we thought that was a cool name because um, we didn't know any other foundation called the gorilla heroes and mm -hmm. so that was what our website was called and um so that kind of just grew as the name of the 
our organization. Yeah. Um, and now we have T-shirts that say Gorilla Heroes. Um, thanks to my grandfather, he mm-hmm. designed the logo for it. Um, and that just was what we were called on, um, like our blogs are when we like everywhere that we were featured, we were just called the Gorilla Heroes, which um, so it just stuck after we called our website Gorilla Heroes. Wow, that's great. I'm so proud of you. And you're only 11 years old and you're raising awareness. You've been doing this for four years. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? You'll be 21. <laughs> so hopefully not Vegas. Uh, so <laughs> that was a joke, Eddie. Where do you see yourself? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Um, I hope to be having a good education in college and I want to get a PhD in primatology. So I, and I, I'm after college, I want to start, I want to go to Africa. I want to see the, I want to check with the gorillas, but I also want to, um, start either a research center or a sanctuary for gorillas to protect them and to learn more about them. You know, Tara you know, the chief scientist, she can't have that job forever. So you never know one day. (laughs) Yeah. That's what she was saying when I met her. Oh, really? Yeah. She said that one day I could come work for, um, Diane Fossey gorilla fund. That, I mean, that sounds like a dream come true to me. Yeah, it really does. (laughs) Wow. That's so great. Well, Addie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me and you are great. And I know you are going to go far and I'll tell you what. <laughs> Thank you. I started, Addie, when I, I don't know if you know a little background about me, but I started when I was 12 years old. And so you're one up on me. You're 11. And, and you started at <laughs> seven. So I don't know. But uh, I started at 12. And I had a dream of working with animals and educating people. And I'm still living the dream. But, uh, you know, like I said, persistence pays off. And I'm just, yeah, you're, you're going to go far. <laughs> Thank you. Do you have any last thoughts for any young listeners? I mean, I don't know if anyone it's younger than you listening to the show, but if, <laughs> or <laughs> older listeners. Well, um, I just, I, not only do I want to help gorillas, but I also want to inspire young people, like kids that they don't have to be adults to do something. They don't have to be adults to make an impact. And I always thought that that was something that kids should know that they shouldn't just wait until they're adults to make an, to do something that they believe in, like help animals or, um, do anything that they believe in just go follow their dreams and they don't and they can do anything they want to thanks for listening to the animals to the max podcast please make sure to hit subscribe and leave a rating it really helps me out i also encourage you to check out corbinmaxi.com you can contact me there personally even suggest a podcast guest or if you just want to learn more about animals